Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Diorio. Tonight, Barrett Wallace himself, voice actor John Bentley, is crashing game night with us. I welcome in my co-host, as always, Gerard Barrera. What up, nerds? I also welcome in our version of Biggs and his coupon discount dinner of the <laughs> week from Jack in the Box, Jason Bolidio. How's it going? How's, how's everyone doing tonight? Doing very well, thank you. Doing good, doing good. John, welcome to uh, Crashing Game Night. Thank you, fellas. Thank you, thank you very much. What's up, everybody? Hey, John. What's going on, nice. baby? How's uh, how you doing, John? How's uh, how's life out there in LA treating you? I know you've been pretty uh, pretty busy lately with all the different gigs you got going on. It's busy, man. I mean, you know, aside from running and working and doing everything with work, I got four boys and a wifey, and we just moved into a new place, and so I'm just getting adjusted. I think oh, everybody nice. has been in the pool except for me. Oh, that was going to be my next question. How how you dealing with the heat? Hey, man, our heat is nothing like what's happening in the Midwest right now. I'm praying for folks over there. Oh, yeah, totally it's true. Crazy. In New York as well, you know. Yeah. yeah. We're getting, we're folks it's so crazy this year. We're, we're getting so many record highs. Yeah, it's nuts. We're, like, we're every, lucky we're only going to be in the uh, mid-90s this weekend, but we had a stretch there where the heat index was like 105, 100, ooh, you know. Oh, man. Um, but it's it, it hasn't been terribly bad. I mean, our humidity has been up a little bit. Mm-hmm. but mm, Folks are getting hit like Arizona all yeah. over. It's nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but we've had our troubles, too. Like, it's been kind of sunny for – you know, a little too long, or we had a <laughs> little bit of too there. much. <laughs> I'm from the Midwest, man. I do not throw dirt on my people because they get, oh. me I get phone calls. Uh, oh no, I I always throw shade to the guys like to uh, to Theo and 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 Matt when you know I'm I have like kind of a hot day and oh, you know fun. yeah. And he's sitting there chilling out in a hoodie, yeah, in a beanie, <laughs> on the lovely West Coast, <laughs> right, right. So. All right, so let's just dive into the news really quick, and then we'll uh, we'll get into what John's really here to talk about, which everybody's excited for, which is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes. Um, yeah. So let's start off the news with, uh, you know, touching base on a topic we had last week with the tragic shootings in, in Dayton and El Paso. Um, Walmart's taken upon themselves to remove all violent game ads, but they gave a direction to the store managers at their discretion. So a lot of store managers actually pulled games from their store shelves as well and did not make them available to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that being said, they are still keeping up their gun displays. To me, you know what? It to For them to make the arbitrary decision that, hey, a Call of Duty poster that isn't showing anybody getting shot or anything is violent and pull down all the games, I think that's a bad precedent. Um. Now, if Walmart, I think think a few of those managers made it worse by pulling the games. I think obviously people are going to notice that than than posters. It depends. It depends on if they're players or not. You know what I mean? I mean, you got to remember some of the stores, the department stores, they cater towards um, families. Mm -hmm. So you'll have parents in there who aren't gamers who kind of I understand what they're saying, but. In the same sense, man, if it's not showing violence in the uh, in the poster, I mean, what? You know, we, we already know what they are. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, more more people are going to notice, like, wow, these aisles are w- way more empty. Like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Other than the posters. But I just think, uh, I mean, it's it was overkill, I think. But 
some people are, are thinking that it might be true what the rumor is going around Walmart is that that's looking at getting rid of gaming altogether in their stores because it's it's not making them really any money anymore, and they can use that for better real estate. I think it's a good that's a good idea. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I'd rather do that than cause the craziness of we're going to pull this. I mean, it's almost like the whole gender bathroom thing. You know, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's just everybody wants to be PC. Yeah. You know, but I, I bet you if they do, man, I, I know GameStop is going to be pumped up if they do. Oh, yeah. Right. Go through the roof. Actually, actually, that would I think I think that would help both stores because for one, Walmart is known to have just basic stuff. Yeah. So when it comes to gaming, a lot of people, gamers are specific. They have certain things and accessories that they want. True. And you can't, like, I would never think to go to a Walmart to find a specific, like, game accessory or game. Um, so I think if they expanded, yeah, more space to something that sells more. And, of course, that's one big chain closed and GameStop's still around. Yeah, and all Walmarts don't have, uh, they don't have, uh, all of them don't, out here at least. Only specific ones have ammo and arms and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, not all of them out here carry weapons and firearms. <laughs> all the ones out here do. <laughs> really? I, I, yeah. just find, I yeah. find it interesting, though, that they're taking down, like, those that were, like, violent, quote-unquote, uh, distractions. And it's, I get, that's fine. But I mean, like the old Call of Duty posters would literally be just a soldier, you know. That's all. Yeah. Or a silhouette. A a silhouette of a soldier. And if you're gonna take that down, you know, like, what what are you gonna go next? Are you gonna go for the like Navy and the Army ads that they have up there as well? Because I mean, they they predict they have a soldier like on the cover as well. Like, are you gonna attack the the Army? And that's you can't really do that. Then you start having like this discrimination bout. I'll tell you what's funny to me. I love certain Super Nintendo games, uh, certain Nintendo games, period. I still have my um, Nintendo game because I I loved uh, uh, Tecmo Bowl. And uh, you do do you have a Switch, John? (laughs) I mean, that was just the bomb. But. (laughs) What's funny to me is that I remember when my boys were younger, they always said, Daddy, I want Super Smash Brothers. Daddy, I'm like, oh, what is Super Smash Brothers? Played <laughs> it, fell in love with it, but I ain't going to lie, that's a violent game. Yeah, it is. <laughs> when you got to pull off the side of it, it's a violent game. So, you know, it's a tough call, man. But if Walmart's going to do it, I don't know, maybe they should just take their gaming out, you know, yeah. expand their computers and televisions and, you know, everything else. Yeah, leave it to GameStop and folks who cater to gamers. Mm-hmm. Now, and funny, who you also who also take the responsibility, like especially GameStop. Oh, GameStop takes it seriously. Yeah, especially the responsibility oh, yeah. to selling like mature games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can I to, do to yeah to younger kids? Uh, there you go. That's just helping that whole problem as well. Right. So, John, funny you mentioned Super Nintendo because I didn't put this in the news, but it came out uh, just this week that somebody came across a patent for a Super Nintendo controller from Nintendo that is following along the lines of the NES controller for the Switch. Really? So it is now firing up a lot of rumors that they may be prepping for SNES games coming to the Switch. The old box one or the rounded gray one? The rounded the rounded, the rounded one, you know, the rounded gray one with the purple buttons. Hold on. The first that n- n- uh, Nintendo licensed... Nintendo. 
a Nintendo uh, license, license one. Con- like a wireless controller? Yeah, kind of like, you know how they have the uh, the NES controllers that only the Nintendo Super online Nintendo? subscribers can get? Yeah. Super like Nintendo version thing? of that. Here. <laughs> hey, like that thing? Yeah. Similar to that, yeah. yep. Similar, Similar to, that. to that, but it'll be the official Nintendo brand. Look, I had to go out and get this. I was so... They got these, this yeah. crazy game that I used to play called Bass and Black Bass. And, wow. Uh, that is old school. Softball. Yeah. And just crazy stuff. My wife got mad at me when we first got married because she came in from work one night and I was playing Bass and Black, Black, Black Bass on the Super Nintendo. It may have been Sega. can't remember. I was playing on one of them. And uh, the, next, the next time she came back in the room, she was like, hey, what are you doing? I said, Man, I got a 25-pound one. <laughs> Dude, okay, you talk about that. That's Jerry and Red Dead Redemption right now because oh, it is something man. we'll be like, hey, come play with us. No, I'm fishing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I totally get what you mean, and I have, I have said that out loud to where my roommate has like, um, are you okay? Yep. My wife yeah. said, what are you doing? I said, I'm, pl- I'm playing. I got this 25 pound. Do you think I should keep it? She said, uh, you do whatever you need to do. I said, well, baby, where are you going? She said, I'm going to work. <laughs> oh, man. Said, oh, you mean it's the next day? She's like, yeah. <laughs> that was oh. back in the day. First year of marriage. And I was like, well, I'm waiting for, for the phone to ring so I can go out and work. Yeah. My, uh, <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm hoping that they do bring the Super Nintendo games to the switch because it's already on the 3ds xl so why not bring them to the switch might as well there's a might lot of well. it's, it's on the top of the list oh, yeah. of all all gamers like say of what they what they request of the switch is super nintendo super, super nes and gamecube nintendo 64 oh GameCube sure would brand. Uh, GameCube. yeah it would help the brand Big oh time. yeah yeah um so talking about brands wise um we, everybody knows that Ninja has left Twitch for for Mixer. Um, over the weekend, Twitch got themselves in some hot water, though, because they're piloting a new program to where when a sw- uh, Twitch streamer is offline, they'll recommend other like channels. Well, they kind of used Ninja's channel to recommend a streamer that was streaming porn that was tagged for Fortnite. <laughs> and twi- and, and ninjas ninjas state like channel is geared towards all ages so the potential yeah, for kids to see like oh, hardcore but you know what that's there. karma that's that's on twitch oh yeah, absolutely i feel i really feel for ninja he he was he was really professional about the whole split he just did it it was just in the better interest of him he was mm. looking to grow beyond twitch and stuff i mean i mean he had millions of followers yeah. On Twitch. So, I mean, he was very professional. He never knocked him or anything until this happened. And he's okay. like, hmm, kind of funny. I leave. You guys use my channel, your number one channel, to promote this and ends up potentially damaging his brand. So, um, I know for me, this combined with how they handled the whole dis- Dr. Disrespect Dr. thing Disrespect. for E3, um, mm-hmm. I. I don't see myself really going to Twitch unless I there's a specific person I need to use because we all use we have YouTube, you know, that we can use for streaming and stuff. And we've been mm-hmm. uploading a lot of our videos, especially from E3 to our YouTube channel. So honestly, I've got YouTube. I don't really need Twitch. Um, I'm Same learning here. about social media. <laughs> and I, I just had this conversation with my 17 year old son. I said, son, um, you know, sometimes I, I I get so excited about what I'm doing, especially with Final Fantasy VII, 
that I tweet something out and it wasn't supposed to be tweeted out. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm learning about it, but I'm telling you, there's so many different engines Mm -hmm. that are out there right now. So many hackers. And my son was like, hey, dad, you know, there's a hackers convention. I'm like, ah, it's just crazy. (laughs) You never know how it's going to go down. Yeah. Sad. Sad. Exactly. So it is sad. Um, Twitch has kind of apologized and they changed their policies. But, you know. Did they take the thing down? I mean, if they did take they did take it down, but they don't know who all watched it. Oh, <laughs> but how, they know how long it got, was it up? And who's, <laughs> yeah, that hours. was my question. Two it was hours. Two hours. So oh, the, yeah, somebody saw something. The oh, streamer, yeah. the the streamer that was putting it up there though, has been permanently banned from Twitch. So, but that being said, it's a little okay, too late good. for that. Um, so, um, one thing that's uh, in the last little bit of news too is Microsoft came out this week in an interview and said that. They're newly acquired first-party studios like Obsidian, um, the initiative, who the initiative is, is hiring all sorts of who's who in the gaming industry, um, could per, put their first-party games out on the Switch and PlayStation, depending on the situation. So I think this goes right to Phil Spencer's, hey, everybody plays. Wow. So I would love to see you know Xbox first-party titles right on the Switch or the PlayStation. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, what is That's the a game? bold move, too. Is that Fable included? Because Fable was specifically just for the Xbox, wasn't it? Well, yeah. Fate, there is a rumored Fable reboot hap, you know, potentially out there. Oh, we know right. that um, the new Halo is in the works. Wow. Um, for, Obsidian, um, you've got a Obsidian with doing Outer Worlds, which is already slated for a same-day PlayStation release. And... A switch release months after that um you've got you've got double fine who makes um psychonauts you know they were just newly acquired by microsoft right there about e3 Wait a second all this is going to be possibly played on playstation potentially yes that's huge yeah yeah that's huge absolutely and i think yeah. honestly what would be even better is if sony kind of turned around and did the same thing with sony ain't gonna do that with uncharted and and I don't know. <laughs> oh no, but I think if you really want to make money and you want to keep your con, you know, your studios and everything going and in the limelight, you might need to do something like that. Yeah, I agree with certain yeah. certain so, titles. Also, also to kind of keep the peace, you know, mm-hmm. if if Microsoft is kind of taking that, making that move, it's only in mutual respect if Sony does it. And mm-hmm. I mean, to a degree, because I, I, John, I totally agree. Uh, the one thing Sony does is take pride into their stories yeah. and their games. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's it, when they when they promote like a game like Final Fantasy, obviously they didn't just think of a game. No. You know, they were like, we see this is a, obviously a franchise. Epic, you know, mm-hmm. epic, you know, movies coming out. So, and which I mean, is which is funny though if you know the history of Final Fantasy though is if Nintendo had gone with a CD-based system yeah. for the N64, we would been. never have seen it on the on the PlayStation. Never, yeah, ever, ever, because it'd have been cartridge-based. Yeah, I was just looking at that because yeah. um, that is how it started, right? Right. It went right. cartridge-based, and then um, yeah, and then Nintendo decided to go cartridge-based for the N64. Square mm-hmm. Enix wanted to, to move things forward. It was and Square. Go, yeah, Square said, you know what? We want to do disc. Yeah. You don't yeah. want a part of this. Yeah, let's go. And then PlayStation was like, here you go. Yeah. You know, that's so, why Sega did so well when it popped out, because they did the same. Dude, 
The Dreamcast was uh, before its time. Oh, big time! Yeah, it was. <laughs> big oh, it man. was, and uh, I, I, I think still that was a, think I still think today that rivaled uh, N sixty four. No, oh, no. But I feel like GameCube, and that was their little disc. But it was too. You big. know what? You're yeah, yeah. you're right. I th- I think it rivaled GameCube. Dreamcast had it come out maybe a couple years later. Oh yeah, it would have been oh, just, one of the biggest consoles. I don't even think that. I think if they didn't botch the launch, because we got to remember, is nobody knew about the Dreamcast until E3, and then they said, "Hey, guess what? It's in stores today." That's yeah. true. It did. There was no announcement, so there yeah. was no reviews of the system ahead of time. Yeah, nobody right. knew about the games. None of that stuff. It was like, "Hey, here you go." All all the normal stuff that they, that they do now, like it's that's around the time when they're like they're learning this stuff. It's crazy. And what hit for them? Their biggest hit was was it Sonic? On the system, I would say Marvel vs. Capcom too. Marvel vs. Capcom. Capcom. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, Soul uh, Calibur. Smoothest, Soul Calibur. Smoothest it got to bring home. You know, we were still dropping quarters back then. Yeah, that went into system, <laughs> and I remember grabbing it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, I wasn't get to play that like, oh, one yeah. of the first consoles to introduce memory cards because they had those yes. digital uh, slots? No, so you Dreamcast. had. So it was the VMUs. Uh, yeah, um, VMUs. The Nintendo or the PlayStation One still had memory cards, mm-hmm. but oh, that's right, that's right. But the what it was is that they were pretty much memory cards with Tamagotchis in them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could play a little game. You could play. Yeah, you could play a little game right on it too. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, yeah. It was, oh. and they had um, they had network ports on them too. I'm older than y'all. What you know about all this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The game. <laughs> Dude, you, we're gamers, hey, man. We, we went through those generations Straight too. Up John, you Love do not, yeah. John, you don't have that many years on me. Uh, really? Yeah. All right. Well, we won't say all that stuff because you. <laughs> we'll say, we'll say um, but no, for me, I go back to Intellivision too. That was my first console. Well, I go back to Intellivision. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, he got talking, you, baby. <laughs> we're talking a little Burger Time, you know, oh, a little Tron, a little baseball, and the little keypad. I'm talking about oh. stick figure basketball on Atari. Yep. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 6600. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's way it. back there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Kid, so. Well, <laughs> so with, 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 let's with just let's talk about that that career of yours here. Um, Transition. And, see that, Jay? You know, see that, Jay? <laughs> John, in, in honor of your appearance, I am rocking the Chocobo Club. Oh! Hey, man, I got to learn that dance. <laughs> I do. I, y'all laughing so, that's a fun dance i'm gonna learn that dance so let's look at everything so you went to the university of minnesota yes sir and you played football more specifically wide receiver for the team from 87 to 92 yep while you were doing school so what got you into acting while you're playing football it wasn't how do i put it okay so my mom was an educator she was a teacher. Uh, my dad worked in the steel mill. Mm-hmm. And my mom, I'll never forget, five years old, I would say, hey, mom, what does this mean? I would see a word and say, what does this mean? She'd say, baby, you got to learn to read. No, four years old, four years old. She said, you got to learn to read. And I said, well, you've taught me how to read. I know how to read. She said, then look it up. And I'm like, what? I'm four years old. <laughs> but she had two bookshelves of two different kind of encyclopedias and Britannica encyclopedias and five dictionaries in every place in our little apartment where we grew up in Chicago. So I asked the question, she'd say, look it up, look it up. 
So I would go and I would look it up. So at one point, um, that's just got caught up reading. That's why I stress to my boys all the time. Reading will change your whole outlook on the world because you can communicate, not afraid to communicate, you know, words, um, and you Mm. can speak, uh, regardless of where you grew up, grew up on the South side of Chicago. And I remember people saying, Hey man, you're proper. I'm like, proper. What does that mean? You know, and it was like, because I read, I could speak and, you know, Mm -hmm. um, because she taught me how to read at a very young age in kindergarten, they said, hey, we want to do a show. show." So it's like a, you know, a talent show or something. I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't want to get in front of people. And (laughs) she said, uh, the teacher said, we need someone to do the Martin Luther King, I have a dream speech. And I'm like, well, I can do that. My mom showed me who Martin Luther King was. I read all about Martin Luther King. Blah, 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 blah. She said, oh, okay. Oh, my God. And I'm like, memorize? What does that mean? They're like, just everything that you read, commit it to your memory and say it. I'm like, oh, okay. Mom's an educator. <laughs> memorize the whole speech. Got up and did the speech. Didn't think anything of it. I'm just like, this is a cool man. I want to, you know, do this at mm-hmm. five years old. Did it. And then everybody in the audience, because of where I went to school on the west side of Chicago, it was where a lot of the riots happened and a lot of the looting happened in the heart of it. So where we oh, presented wow. the speech was on a stage at a church where a lot of things had happened around it. And I did it and I saw how it moved the moms and the dads and the grandmas. And I went, what I just said, you know, what? oh, that's pretty powerful. But it scared me because everybody stood up, clapped, and gave a standing ovation. Scared the heck out of me. <laughs> Come. And, but you're on a stage. They can't break the fourth wall. So I went, hey, this is pretty cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and um, that's what happened to me when I was in kindergarten. So I got a bug for it, but I never knew you could actually do it. Later down the line, you know, all through uh, middle school, I was on stage and imitating Marvin Gaye and singing Sam Cooke and even one talent show, I did Elvis, and people were like, hey, little black Elvis, you know. <laughs> Brought Elvis to the hood is what I call it. Nice. Costume. My mom was a seamstress as well. And uh, I just liked how it moved people, how it made people happy, or it gave people joy, or it made people sing. It just made people forget about their circumstances at the time to just yeah. sit down and enjoy and hang and deal. And, you know, and so I appreciated that and went on to do it in high school. Uh, debate team, um, declarative speaking, all these different things, liked it. But in football, because I had a scholarship, you're not allowed to be on camera. You're not allowed to do any of that stuff because you are basically. Yeah. So it's, it's a breach of your contract for your scholarship as a football player. The minute I was done playing football, I was able to then um, my degree was in speech, English and theater. So I would do that um, outside of when I was done with football. I was able to get on camera and do infomercial stuff like that. And then um, someone said, hey, you can get another scholarship. I'm like, what are you talking about, another scholarship? I'm done after this five years of playing football. <laughs> no, you can get another scholarship for your master's degree. I went, what? Mom will be happy. She's an educator. Wound up getting more offers for theater school um, for my master's than I did for football, like 14 or 17 mm-hmm. off theater. And, uh, through That's the awesome. That's program. amazing. Yeah. And then wound up doing that. And here we are. Long wow. too much. And this is why teachers are so important. Yeah. yeah. You got somebody to believe in you and you got, yeah. especially if your mom's a teacher, but mm-hmm. I had so many teachers along the way to come alongside and push a lot of support. Yeah. 
and, and not just push, but pull things out of me that I didn't know existed. And, you know, you know, with a milestone birthday, and I, I credited that to a lot of my teachers and people around me. And I grew up around uh, educators, my uncles, my aunts, all educators. Mm. And two of my uncles, um, the reason I'm able to do, uh, I'll, I'll jump into this segue for you, so much Nick Fury <laughs> stuff is because one of my uncles is a soft-spoken side of how Sam Jackson does Nick Fury. And then one of my other uncles is the hardcore Sam Jackson. <laughs> The Tarantino oh, side. Sam Jackson. Uncle Shannon Uncle John is the hardcore Nick Fury, and he's alive today, and credit that to him. Perfect segue <laughs> on that, because you know that is one of my questions for you. How does it feel to be the voice of Nick Fury, not only in the video games, which, you know, one of the latest ones released was Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which yeah. Jerry is obsessed oh. with right now. Um, <laughs> I really, how does yeah. it? How does it feel to be the voice of Nick Fury for almost a decade now between animated movies and games? I didn't know it was a decade. I mean, I'd say I'm old. <laughs> Not but um, it's an honor because Sam Jackson is one of the guys. First of all, I'm a comic book head. I still got all my comic books out in my garage um, from when I was a shorty. And um, But Sam Jackson is an incredible guy you actor top actor but i'll never forget when he first came out no no part was too small and mm-hmm. sam jackson i remember him saying or quoting or reading something about longevity in this business it's not about the job that you've got it's about the longevity mm-hmm. of, of creating your character and being a character or mm-hmm. how much will you work within the realm of what we do and um, I just caught that from him. And if you look at his body of work, man, he didn't. Oh, my God. Was He owned it. Every role he did, mm-hmm. he owned it. And, and in the beginning of his career, Sam Jackson was never that same guy, but he brought that same mm, to it. So mm-hmm. he and Denzel, Morgan Freeman, all those cats, man, just there's so many other ones that I look up to. Just uh, incredible. But it's an honor. To answer your question, it's a privilege beyond privilege. It's just, it's awesome. It's awesome. And I'm not the person all the time, but I sure would like to be. He's a bad dude. That's one guy I really, really, really want to meet. Denzel was another one. I got to meet him. was in awe. And uh, (laughs) Sam Jackson is one of those dudes, man. He's just, he's creative. He saves movies. If you go back and watch certain films, he saves them. (laughs) Snakes on a plane. Hey, hey, out of all everything that happened in that movie, who do you remember? Sam Jackson. <laughs> Sam Jackson. Yeah. Exactly. The movie. No, that's what I'm saying. He really most, did, yeah. When you talk about saving so movies, it's like, part. it is him. I mean, he's turned, he's been turned into a meme. He's been turned into quotes, you know, for that yeah. one role. So, no one I mean, says enough for like him. So, let's look at your body of work, though. I mean, you've got. All the different, you know, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, you've been in, you know, Spider-Man Unlimited, Avengers Confidential, um, Lego Marvel Superheroes, but you've been, you've played additional voices in some very big franchises, too. Mm-hmm. Saints Row. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost Recon. Yeah. Infamous. One and oh, yeah. two. Last of Us. Oh, yeah. Classic. Black Ops 4. Yeah. Nice. Which I got to ask you, because it's not even listed on IMDb. Who were you in Black Ops 4? Were you just additional voices or did you actually voice a character? So 
I can't remember if what I did. I did a couple of them, but there's there's a headset that came along with it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, if you plug in the headset, you'll hear me speak. And I'm oh. the operative. And so you'll hear. Oh, sweet. And wow. that, you have my headset for the character that I am in that. You plug that thing. It's like, are you ready? Let's oh, go. That you know, is cool. Like, awesome. So whoever that character is. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember. So you were in uh, Halo Guardians. <laughs> yeah. Uncharted 4. Yeah. That Uncharted series was one of my favorite I, games oh, ever. man. I love it. I was a priest. Don't I would say you want to talk about Uncharted? You should see the like my my office. I have just statues for Uncharted and everything. And that Gary knows it's an addiction. So you got pick up any Uncharted game. He made me go out when we got a PS3 or PS4. He made me go out and get the box. Oh yeah, dude. Already got it. Oh oh yeah. Um. So you've been in Spider Man. Yes. Which was a fantastic game from Insomniac. Yeah. Jerry's favorite game, Red Dead Redemption. Um, oh, man. Kingdom Hearts 3. You look at movies. Oh, Hearts, yes. You've been in movie Resident Evil and Transformers yeah. Revenge of the Fallen. Mila Jovovich, one of them. I've never, ever worked with anyone that's, first of all, a supermodel for real. Yeah. Yeah. But her heart. She's one of the toughest women I've never. There are several people that I've worked with. Mila is someone who just I learned from because we were shooting. I think it was 110, 120 degree weather. We're all in makeup and prosthetics. We're in this little uh, tent, and she said, "Hey, I want to make sure all the extras are are okay because there were people outside of the gate playing zombies in full on gear." She went out with a box of water. To everybody who was out there, wow, be sure they were okay. And I'm like, this is the star of the show. Yeah, her business, cool. making sure everybody's okay. And that just that taught me how to do it right, you know, in that in our profession and what we do. And there's a lot of actors that wouldn't do that. No, oh, a lot. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. she was pregnant at the time, and she was training after we would shoot. She'd go and train for the fight scenes. Which, speaking of which, oh, wow. um, congratulations to up. Mila and Paul W. Sanderson on. Uh, she just announced that she's pregnant again. Yeah. Oh, hey. So, um, here's you know, well wishes you know for a healthy baby because you know after you do hit a certain age, you do. There's a lot of complications that can come with it. So, yeah. Um, but then let's look at the, some of the TV shows. Like, let's highlight. So you were Tiger's Eye and Sailor Moon. Yeah. Fun um, and I went back and watched, like, listened to a couple of clips. I cannot hear your voice in that character. I just, you can't. I, I can't really. But I think that's because I'm like, I've got Barrett in my mind. You know, uh, I've got the voice of Barrett, and I'm trying to like piece that together with Tigers, and it doesn't match up. But bro, you were in. We do what we do. Exactly. You were on <laughs> Rock from the Sun. Oh yeah, one, one of my, of my favorite shows. Oh huh? man, such a one classic show. Classic show. Yeah. That whole you've been cool. on incredible. You've been on Days of Our Lives. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> you have been on both Firefly and Castle. So you've had a, you've been able to work with Nathan Fillion a oh couple of times. God. Yep. Oh my gosh. Um, you've worked with some of the biggest comedic names out there with Steve Harvey. Uh-huh. Martin Lawrence. Yep. Jamie Foxx. Incredible dude. DL Hughley. Oh, 
DL, yeah, that was fun too. Dang, all the kinds of comedy. So, yeah. How do you, I mean, which do you like more? Do you like doing the voice acting or do you like actually being in front of the camera with these guys? My wife just asked me that. Being in front of the camera is hard because you got to get cast. <laughs> Not that you don't have to in voice, you know, work too, but you got to go through a, a series. It's, it's different from how it was when I did a lot of those shows. You can go in and be the best in the room and get the job. Nowadays, you can be the best in the room and it doesn't matter. If nepotism sometimes runs deep, um, sometimes people already have in mind, producers and you know uh, networks, they already have in mind who they want. Um, there's a lot of different um, things in the pot that mm-hmm. you have to get through to be on a series or a show now. It, there's a lot you have to do. I wish I could just go on my reputation and the things that I've done in the past. And it was like, hey, we remember him. He can do this, this, and this. But, you know, sometimes it's out of sight, out of mind. And sometimes it's they've got other agendas. It, it's always been that way. But usually I could go into a room, knock it out, and so the people, who is that? That's who we want to. Now it's different. It's different. And I can't blame it on age or anything like that. It's different. It's a different time. I'll, you know, yeah, you look yeah. at the movies, too. It's like, we all talked about it too. Is I think for me the last last good decade for really good classic movies is like the eighties, which they seem yeah. to keep wanting to remake. And it's like, but they want to they want to do it in, an, in a certain image, right? For me, it was the eighties and 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 early variations 90s. of the nineties. Yeah. Yes, variations. We had some great, really pushing pushing the envelope and expanding the mind mm-hmm. films, you know, Jay, and TVs. You know why though? It's because we told stories. Yeah. Always a beginning, a middle, and an end. We didn't think that we had to um, gouge the audience's eyes and ears with explosions and car scenes and pretty girls. And we actually were able to tell a story. And if those those little things came in it, yeah. it just sweetened it. You know well, what I mean? And we talk about that. as like one of my favorite movies That's, from that, that era growing up is Power of One. Oh, yeah. Good movie. Sorry. Yeah. Morgan yeah. Freeman. Yeah. You know? Um and it's my story of the apartheid. Yeah. Mine is uh What was Which it? Which one? So, yeah, Power of One. So, it told the uh, story of the apartheid down in South oh, Africa. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So, oh, it was, it was with a uh, um Stephen Dorf. Uh, young Stephen Dorf, that's yes. right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Young. Mine was uh, Shawshank. But the the one thing I was going to uh, ask you, John, because I get this I I hear this a lot in like interviews and 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 kind of and uh, just review uh, videos that um, some of our favorite movies mm-hmm. uh, like yours and mine like in the eighties and nineties would not have gotten made today. Oh no! There's I, I just did I uh, transcribing. Yeah, I just did transcribing for the blind for Animal House. Animal uh-huh. House was a classic when oh, I was yeah. in high school. Classic to this day, I, it's a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up on that. You did too. something like that today? Nope, <laughs> man. It's too. I, it was too mild. It wasn't as like that. That's what made a classic, though. But I think it's too mild, and it doesn't have too much uh, m- too much shock value in the movie. Oh no, I thought the same thing. Go back and watch Animal House. I don't think honestly. I don't think Goonies would have been made in this day and age. I do. I think they would. I don't think so either. You think so? He seeded out. Well, it, I, for me, is it would have 80 it out, you know, like Teen, Stranger Things. 
Yeah. Animal House, literally. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. Animal House. Cool. That was a classic. Ha, ha, ha. I went yeah. in and transcribed. I'm like, oh, wow. They're, <laughs> they're doing it on the, oh, wait a minute. That's, they yep. just bottle at a girl. There's so <laughs> many things in it that today, every scene, once you get to the frat house, uh-huh. there's a red flag in it today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for I, I, I agree with you. Goonies probably wouldn't have gotten done. I mean, Chunk, an iconic character, PC will say you can't. Oh do that. yeah, Data. I mean, yeah, yo, big time. Oh Indiana yeah, Jones, that's the case. Indiana yeah, Jones. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Same thing. There's a lot. Now, don't get yeah. me wrong. There are a lot of things that shouldn't have been done then, the way they were done. You know, but let's go back to if true. you want to go back and there's some cartoons that we can't. That's true. You know what I mean? Let's, <laughs> Everybody's pushed the envelope. Oh yeah, day and time. You know, I mean, come on. You go back and you rewatch Animaniacs, for instance. Ooh, oh, talking yeah. about the nineties, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about a case for sexual harassment with them and the nurse, bro? <laughs> you know, and that's so that's the oh, Jeff, that's just the opening credits. Right? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Is. there's a lot. So, so you yeah. have to be you have to be wise in, in what you create. And you have to be crafty in what you create. And me personally, I think that's a good thing because now as a mm-hmm. creator and as a writer, you got to think. You yeah. have to write. You have to know your history. And you have to do what's right. Um, and not only that, you got to work. And a lot of folks, they don't want to work. Yeah. Yeah. But, do, but Do you think, though, that it limits creativity at some points or like, you know, that was exactly my next question. You can't. Me? To me, I think, it it. I think it sparks it because now you have to come from a different angle. So how do you do that? And oh, that's true. OK, it's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. sitting and talking. If I say, yo, Matt, let's make a movie and you go, OK, and we brainstorm and go, I don't think that I don't think. But then we go, hey, Jay, we need you on board. Hey, Jay, we need you on board, too. Now we got four, five, five four people saying, hey, let's be creative. Let's come together and let's. What do you think this culture would? What do you th- and you got to think mm-hmm. about? It. You mm-hmm. can't be like, nah, I don't care what they do. Really? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. You got to worry about yep. that. So let's talk. Let's talk about some passionate work for you, because I know from us talking, and I mean, heck, your your Twitter account lately talks about it. Is your love for Final Fantasy? Ah, love that game. Seven is what got you into it. How does that it feel? To be playing Barrett in the remake of your favorite RPG. Unreal. So Final Fantasy VII came out a year after I got married, played it like crazy, and was just like, how is this a video game? Oh my gosh, it's reading. Once again, like I said, my, how my mom brought me up. I get yeah, to read yep. this text. Okay, all those, they're cursing when they do all those little symbols. All right, I get yep. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's a black guy. And then the first thing was like, he's going to die in the middle of this. <laughs> <laughs> if not the beginning, he's going to die. Oh, and he no. didn't. And Barrett didn't. And he's like wilding out, but he's also the voice of reason. He's the, he's the head of Avalanche. And he, in a weird kind of way, is controlling Cloud. And Cloud's like, no, nah, I'm not having it. And he's like, okay, I won't control him, but let's corral him. It's just classic. It's iconic. And that wasn't happening. But that was also during the time when Mr. T had just finished doing 18. He's doing that. I'm like, huh, that's what it would have looked like if Mr. T had more control. 
so many <laughs> but I'll never forget um, playing that game and my wife going, what is that? The art is so cool. Because mm-hmm. even though it was a picture and they were zooming in on Midgar, you yeah. see lights and you see yeah. the smoke and you see oh, people yeah. moving and you're like, what is that? It's an epic game. Two discs, man. Yeah. No, it was three discs. Three. Oh, three. three. three, three discs. Discs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're seeing I mean, all going. It's like, oh my gosh. So, I mean, three discs. The third disc was really just the last like little part of the game, but it was yeah. revolutionary. I had to plug that bad boy in to finish it. Oh. Yep. <laughs> but no, you know, I'm, hey, I'm, you've reached the end of the disc. You want to save before you change discs? Right. <laughs> okay. right. <laughs> better. But um, no, to answer your question, um, I know a lot of the fans, a lot of the people on Twitter, some people think that it's not me writing and I, I'm just excited, as excited as everybody else. It's, it's an, you talk about an honor to do a game like that, of that vastness, and yeah. I get to play that character. I just want to do him justice. I know there's fans who grew up with it like me, and Barrett didn't have a voice until yeah. Bo Billingsley, who was a brilliant actor, who I've met on several occasions that have become friends with. He's a, he's a good dude, man. But I was like, well, I can't do it like that. I got to do it like this, and I want to do it this way. But mm. how do I blend it? And, you know, so many mm-hmm. things are going through my mind, but I just wanted to give them justice because the creators of the game, it's their world that they've created, and now being able to bring it to this uh, generation. Whew. And this level <laughs> of detail that they're planning on doing. What's yeah. that? Yeah. I, the level of detail that they're planning on doing with the backstory and bringing that to life. and uh, Have you seen the, the art that they've been releasing? Yes. Yeah. It's for real, man. Yeah. They yeah. need to – okay, they need to stop. <laughs> because <laughs> it's, it's like you've got that addiction, right? And it's like that – it's like the dealer, right? He's like, here's a little bit. Here's a little bit. Here's a little bit. And it's like, yeah. I'm already addicted. Just give me the stuff already. <laughs> you sound like this generation who wants the, um, who gives the, um, the trailer to a, the film, which I think trailers suck nowadays. They show too much of the film. Right. I, I and then you highly go agree. The yeah. And you're like, oh, well, so we're, you know, they're just giving you a little bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you're supposed to do it. Oh, I know, but it's just like we. I don't want to wait until March for this. I want That's it now. Good. You're lying. You know? Oh yeah. Oh, we've been <laughs> so, waiting for this for. Oh, you know, we've been waiting for it since they did the tech demo on the PS3. Bro, you know, and said, "Hey, I this is kind of out there." Until a year before I had the audition, I was like, "Oh, it's coming back. That's great. I can't wait to get it." So, how did it <laughs> audition for it? Right. How did it? How did it feel when you got that phone call to say, "You're Barrett." So Rita, who is our casting director for the show, she knows how much I, I, I was just, I was calling every week. Hey, did they hear it yet? Hey, do we get this? Hey, what, what do they need? What do they need? And she said, um, John, I just need you, need to talk to you. And she texts me first, like, I just need to call you and, and make sure, you know, you're okay. And I'm like, what? So I'm like, oh, I didn't get it. And so I called her. She said, are you sitting down? Because I don't want you to be upset in any way. I'm like, yeah. I'm oh, sitting down. no. And I'm sitting down. I'm like, hold on for a minute. I'm really going to sit down. The way you're talking, I got to sit down. I got to the toilet. <laughs> you got it. I'm like, what? Oh, I'm running around the house. My wife's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> we got Barrett. She's like, oh, my God, you got final. And I'm like, yeah, I got and my son are all coming out like, what's wrong with y'all? <laughs> like, 
I'm excited. That's awesome, man. So I got to ask you because – How excited I am about this project. Your your son was in the demo you know, that we were all in. That's right. How did that he how did he take playing Final Fantasy VII and actually being able to play the character his dad was voicing? So I should have him come in here. He's right in the next room. Yeah. I mean, so I so John no, for you no, itself no. too. How how is it uh, like actually playing yourself in that demo? Like so yeah. so Matt will tell you what happened. We're in the room together, and I didn't know what was going on. And the guy announces. Hey, you know, the character of Barrett is sitting with us. I'm like, yeah. Eh? <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, my oh, he straight threw him under the bus. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like pointing like, here you go. Spotlight on you. And you're like, dude, honestly, it was like one of those things looking at you. You're like, almost like, because <laughs> um, hi, you know, yeah. more, I'm not more <laughs> like, here I am to save the day. And that's not me. <laughs> no. But, and um, it, he did that. And so Matt's like, I turn and I see everybody like clapping. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess it's all right. <laughs> so this is what's crazy, man. We go into this big room to play the demo, and my son's with me, and I'm I'm looking around at everybody and all these screens. And I said, Go ahead, son, play. And I watch him for about two minutes. He said, You don't want to play? I'm like, this is surreal. It's like everybody in this room's playing with me and Cody. You know, those are the only two characters, me and Cloud, Cody, yeah. who's playing Cloud. And I just said, you play, I want to walk around and watch people. And I got so much joy cool. out of seeing folks happy to play this game that they've been waiting for forever. Oh, yeah. Even oh, the babies who had only heard about it word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is unreal. And so I just got so yeah. filled up just watching people, man. And, you know, then everybody's like, hey, you want to take a picture? Matt came out and said, you want to take a picture? Yeah. Like, I think you were the first one. <laughs> Yeah, you know he was. Yeah, he was a first one. Sure, and we got we got to we got to tell you, John. Like that made that demo all the more special because mm. coming for, coming from us too, man. Speaking for myself, Final Fantasy VII was one of my first like RPG games, but like I took the time to finish the game. Yeah, I enjoyed the story. For me, I immediately pictured a movie. You know, it it yeah. opened my creativity, mm-hmm. and yeah. I just always loved that game and it was always one of my top 10 favorites yeah. so thank you for that oh, and it, was just, it oh. was just so much fun to experience that with you and be at that yeah, demo thanks square for doing it not me yeah. i mean i'm just a part of the mm-hmm. the process of being able to the privilege to be able to do it is the japanese anime uh guys who are doing it the the japanese mm-hmm. voices who are doing it i mean they're they're it's an it's an incredible thing it's fun it's it's yeah it's a big, it's huge. Like I said, it's epic, man. That's the only word I can give you for it. It's, <laughs> well, it's a big deal. For well, me, at E3, I paid my homage to Square Enix because uh, I've been a little. Yeah, he was a little salty. A little salty. Well, he, didn't you, think, he didn't think he didn't think we were going to get anything. I didn't uh-huh. think we were going to get anything. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't think. I thought we may get like a new gameplay trailer or something. I had no <laughs> faith that we were getting anything. <laughs> Yeah, and they're, then, yeah, they're pushing so, the envelope to to make sure that everybody got to play the demo on E3. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, what we John after we're done recording, go on our YouTube channel and go look at the video because we recorded it and we put it out on the web so everybody could experience Jerry's apology. Yeah, I, and well, because <laughs> oh, I made a, I oh. did because I made a bet be, with with all the guys before E3. 
like this is my prediction because I, I like I've been waiting for too long. It's been too many years. I don't think I don't think we're getting anything. I think Ooh. we're getting maybe a trailer and Ooh. like and uh, and then a few weeks later we were um a co- after a couple uh more podcasts we were asking everybody the listeners and trying to figure out what should my apology be if Square Enix did announce something more than just a trailer right so obviously I lost <laughs> well, I <gotta laughs> not see only it. like oh. collectors editions uh, don't tell me know, don't tell me I got to Go see it, but uh, and we yeah, did. Yeah, so I we, and we made him do it in front of the Square Enix booth too. Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah with to Square <laughs> Enix in the background. Oh my gosh, I got to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the folks over there are brilliant, man. The stuff they're creating is just brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, they've always been great storytellers. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, it, and you know they're trying to keep it. Um, they're trying to keep it. For the fans too, so mm-hmm. right. it, it's I, I'm I'm I don't like I said words can't explain how excited I am to do it because it's something that I was heavily vested in as 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 a youth as a young man. So you know I'm blown out of the water. Oh yeah, oh, and yeah. every everyone has been on Cloud Nine. Well, Cloud Nine <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, reviewing the demo like from E3. Yeah. From like E3, you mean this cloud, everyone's been oh, yeah, that yeah, cloud. Yeah. Everyone's that. been like more than hopeful for the game. Oh, yeah. Like because after the demo, it was just oh yeah, like I can't wait. Now yeah. I can't. Wait. <laughs> I got. I was fortunate enough to play the, do the demo twice. So you, you went back in after I saw you. Um. So we so did it on the day. next day. Oh, you went next day. Yeah, we did it again. Because what they did was like when we went in, when you did it, right? They didn't scan our badges. What? So they started scanning badges after that because what they realized so is there was a lot of people. Scared, they're gonna find out at E3. <laughs> so they wanted to limit it to one demo per person. Right. For E3. So day one, they didn't scan my badge. So I'm like, cool. They, the second day I went in line, they scanned my badge. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll cut it at two. But yeah. for me, it is I wanted to, I went back the second time, you know, to really just really play with the combo system mm-hmm. and see how fast I could make those combos like FF13. And what'd you think? Oh, man. The second, the second I saw the ATB meter and how it builds up and everything, right. I'm like, that's 13. Yep, yeah, that's thirteen yep. right there. Yeah. And so I, I, I once again took my time with the demo. <laughs> Good, I did. Yeah, yeah it's. That's I, awesome. I just find I just find all like all the systems that Final Fantasy are putting into place now. You know the AT, the staggering the mm-hmm. like. Oh yeah, and staggering time. You know yeah. all those systems. It does make the game feel a little bit more dynamic, and it, yeah. I, I I wish I do miss the like the classic atb bar where it fills up and you have the action mm-hmm. uh like the good old square square soft days <laughs> right right uh but you know it's now we have a lot more faster pace which kind of fits when you like switch over from cloud when you switch over from barrett mm-hmm. you know you have you have to I focus can... you have to focus on the range you have to focus on the melee you know it's it's really good it's a lot it's quicker. And I can't once, wait. Once, once you get I can't wait for uh, I can't wait for Tifa just to see how fluid she is in combat. You know, mm. 
and and see how they do those. And I want to see the bigger limit breaks. I can't yeah. wait to see those. Yeah. And it's the, kind of like the when, summons. Uh, yeah. yeah, and the like, song. Remember, remember yeah. how you can do uh, in Mortal Kombat, uh, you can do certain combos within gameplay that weren't mm-hmm. finished moves. I guess now the new yep. one. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, man, oh, man. It's like, you know, I think that what's what's happening with our generation now is that we want to see more of those things. Okay, well, what happens? It's not just a repetitive thing. And so I think mm-hmm. that's what was to me. That's what was cool about the old one too. Remember Tifa when she did the backflip? Yep. Yeah. And show the, you know, <laughs> stuff like that was just like, oh my gosh, I didn't know she was going to do that. Let me see what else she can do. Yeah. <laughs> this bar mm-hmm. yeah. gets bit. So I, you know, I can't wait to see a lot of things that are being done myself. You know, and it's just it's a cool project. And I know there's stuff with it that you are not allowed to discuss that so you are ready to. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think come March when the game releases, we get you back on. Oh, we have to. And we all oh, talk yeah. about it oh, once yeah. we played it. But here's the deal. Let me at least get seven days of playing. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to want seven days of playing on it too. Man. <laughs> yeah. All of us are going to want. Oh Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, I'm going to play it like any other Final Fantasy. And, you know, I will take my time trying to find every little thing that I can in every area as I go through it. You know, yeah. I mean, to me, the demos, accessories, those items. Know, oh, yeah. yeah. And I love and I love the fact is I love the fact is like you saw Cloud in the trailer. Right. And you actually saw the materia slot. You know, I love yeah. that attention to detail that they're bringing to this, that you're actually going to be able to see the slots on where your material is going into and and everything. So tell me this. Um, you guys saw the demo. Um, so you remember the opening of the game, the original game yep. where the mm-hmm. train comes into the station and yep. the cloud flips off of the top of the train. Yep. Yep. So when we that were at was, uh, <laughs> that, that was so, a media only demo, by the way, at E3. The full, yeah. the full thing. Yeah. We yes. didn't get that at our demo. No, but at the original, the original yeah. game, mm-hmm. the original yeah. game, how he does it is just, but it's still kind of dark all yep. around the edges. So yeah, seeing the trailer since where you see that, right? Mm-hmm. Do you see the detail that's around him? Oh, it's when incredible. That, yeah, the lighting effects. Oh yeah. So that's what I'm talking about, man. The clarity Matt. of the background mm-hmm. where you're oh, actually this. seeing the city, the, the train itself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The train is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I hope they I hope they have photo mode with it. I really do. Because oh, I want to do in-game <laughs> yeah. photography with that thing. What are you laughing at, Jay? Uh, no, because Matt, Matt, Matt's, Matt's, a, Matt's a photographer, so he would do this little, like, photo I love photo mode. <laughs> yeah, just pushing his hands together like, oh my goodness. Oh, yes. Talking about <laughs> like, that's why he wants us to stop with all the pictures. Oh, man. I just, it's like, <laughs> I'm nicking for it, man. It's like... like all in all, though, I'm, I'm just glad it's coming back out. You know, it's 20 plus years that yeah. this, this story has been like... so. It's been so good, you know, and you have so much character development back then. Mm-hmm. Imagine what it's going to be now. Like that's what I'm looking forward to: the story development. There are pieces of the game which I want to see right. uh, all enhanced and remade. You know, I think Jason, to your point too, is with it coming back to is I think both with FF7 remake as well as Final Fantasy VIII remaster, 
that's coming out here in a couple months. I think it's going to restore the faith in Final Fantasy again because honestly, as pretty as 15 was, mm. it it was not great. It's, it was so so. I think it's everybody just needs to get back to the old ones that made that like back in when I mean, Square when Square was in its heyday. Yeah. Like yeah, but it goes back to what we were talking this. about early. They're telling a story, yeah. a beginning, yeah. a middle, and an end. Yep. And throughout the beginning and the middle, there's all kind of stuff happening. And from yeah. the middle to the end, there's all kind of stuff happening. That's good film. That's good storytelling. And I think that's what make what makes Uncharted so good. What makes Last of Us so good. Mm-hmm. You know, Horizon. I mean, they're they're telling a story throughout. And I think in this day and age of instant gratification, I think mm-hmm. people are missing out by not partaking in those experiences. They just want just fast, instantaneous. Yeah. Just give it True. to me now. So, True. Um, which, which goes back to film and television, which is rare to find a really evenly paced uh, just an all-around good film mm-hmm. and well-written not high-paced or you know a bunch of wow scenes right. or cg yeah. you know it's rare to actually go to the movies and see a film right let me love characters let me be vested yeah. characters yeah. let me learn yeah. or or not make me not like the characters make me go oh mufasa's cool oh my gosh scar's a jerk and yeah. but let's see the redeeming qualities in both. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's just a different kind of thing that we live in, and yeah, you know that's why the throwbacks, so to speak, are doing so well because yeah. yep. they're telling a story. And they were original for for their time mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. they but came I'll out. Tell you what's deep to me when I when I um, played it, I didn't get it. But when I went back to go, when I played Final Fantasy VII in nineteen. 19- I went, wait a minute. This is the stuff that's going on now. We're talking about Midgar. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. we're also talking about um, the um, um, saving the planet. Yep. We're talking about someone who's depleting energy sources. A corporation. Yeah. Your corporation. Mm-hmm. Shinra. People, Shinra. We're talking yeah. about things that are literally happening now. Messing up the atmosphere. All these different lines that I say. It's like that's deep. You think about what's going yeah. on right now. It, back then, nobody was thinking about it. People were still smoking in restaurants. You, you know? Yep. Now it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe we should think about health. Maybe we should think <laughs> yeah. about mental health. Maybe we should. So it's pretty It's pretty before it's time, too. Yeah. It was. It's just what we are, where we are now. Mm-hmm. Perfect timing. Yep. So, uh, John, we got a couple of questions from a Q&A for you before we oh, start okay. winding things down for you. So um, a buddy of ours that Jerry got to meet at Comic-Con, uh, Josh sure. Malamato, who is starting an acting career as well out there, um, he asked, what influences did you take from the original FF7 to prepare for the for the remake? Hmm. The influences I took were, as far as a character study, what's his name, by the way? Josh. Shout out to Josh. What up, baby? Great question. <laughs> um, the Whenever I get a character, what really helps for me is to see when it's uh, um, uh, uh, B.O. I, I like to see a picture. Sometimes you don't get that. When you see a picture, then you go, okay, this is why he's this way. This is why he's this way. Okay, he's this uh, particular culture. or you know. So that helps. But as far as me, I would take sources. I would take 
Um, the original, uh, of course, you have to go with the original, how Bo portrayed Barrett. Mm-hmm. Go, okay, I heard a little bit of it, but I didn't want to get married to it. So then I looked at Dwayne Johnson, who was one of the biggest box office stars in the world. I've had to revoice him and stuff like that. So I was like, how do I take a bit of that essence? Mm-hmm. Essence is all part of the voice. It's not just the voice. How do I take a bit of that essence? Okay, um, this is somebody who I respect, or this is somebody who I grew up with, or this is somebody who I know. And so I would take little elements of people that I knew, um, and especially being a football player, because Barrett is very physical, but he's also a leader. I would take elements and then blend them together and say, how does that sound? And I would come up with a voice. There were several different voices that I had, and I went, well, how does this sound? And then I would present that to the, for the audition, I was able to speak to the people in uh, Japan and say, okay, is he here or is he here or is he here? I gave him my three top choices. And they went, wait a minute, dial him back here. And we honed him in like a radio station. And I went, oh, okay, nice. that's how he is? Then let's fly with that. Mm-hmm. Let's give okay, him all nice. But with all the little elements from everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you hear them. But let me give you the mm-hmm. little dynamics of them. So mm. that's how I did it. Well, and you kind of answered the second question that I was going to ask you, which was how do you kind of get ready to play the voice, which you kind of just already <laughs> answered that question. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that was a nice segue into a buddy of mine, Corey, out here. Um, he was he asked, you know, what do you do to get ready to play the voice, which you pretty much just answered. <laughs> you yeah. Kind of take your inspiration. So, um you know, as we wind down, we gotta. We have one question we always ask of our guests. Well, first and foremost, before we go there, uh, I, I just have a question, John. What was what was your team when you were playing the original Final Fantasy VII? Oh, that's a good question. Like, what was I your like, team? I like Barrett, Tifa, and Cloud. Oh, okay, the straight avalanche. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right on. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. else was cool, but those three got it done. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, no. So what is your favorite game to play for game night? I'm in between a few right now. I love fighting games. I don't play uh, sports games like I used to, uh, like the 2K and the um, Madden. I don't play as much as I used to. I um, love Red Dead right now. Love it. So good. Yes. Um, it's just a good uh, yes, when I want to play something quick just to get my, you know, I'll put in Mortal Kombat um, when my wife's not around because she doesn't like all the violence because it's very <laughs> um, But I really like God of War, too, man. God of oh, War nice. is it's classic. From when Tony did the voice to the, the one that just came out recently, those are the games that I've played, but you can never go wrong, ever, ever, ever go wrong with um, our game, Matt. Yeah. What, what's our game? You got it all around your room. Well, you got Uncharted. Talking, baby. Uncharted. You got Uncharted. You got a Horizon. <laughs> it's my room. Uh, with Uncharted. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, Never. absolutely not. So, so that's me. Awesome. So with that being said, John, I absolutely want to thank you for crashing game night with us tonight. You got it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Taking time evening. Come hanging out with us. Thank you so much. The um, honor's ours, really. To yeah. uh, all of our listeners, if you like what you heard, as always, please leave those comments on the podcast platform of choice you're listening to us on. Don't forget to follow us on CrashingGameNight.com and our Apple News channel. I want to say, everyone, be excellent to each other and stay frosty. Yes, sir. And I say goodbye, nerds. Take care, y'all. All right.
Good night, everybody. Bye, y'all.